Welcome to the Gonzo.moe. Sorry we were gone for two months podcast. Was it two months? I don't know. I don't remember how to open up a podcast. Not that I ever knew. Uh, hey, <laughs> sorry for being gone. You know, technically, we did record an episode. I just never posted it. Uh, do either of you remember what we talked about, Noel and Kyle, my co-hosts on this podcast? Uh, I know we talked about anime. Yeah, that's probably that's a yeah, good I'm, guess. I'm not too sure. I think maybe I had I had talked about the Comrade Kuga manga or something. I'm not too sure. I think I talked about Ranking of Kings. So <laughs> I had finally finished Ranking of Kings. Right. Okay. Uh, normally, this is where I would say go to our website and download our show. We do episodes every week, but that hasn't been true for a while. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I needed a break. I got really tired from doing too many things at once. Uh, we had anime lockdown since we did the show last. That was a good time. It was a lot more well-attended than I was expecting. Uh, I know... Kyle, I saw you there for a moment. Noel, did you pop in at any point? Uh, no, I didn't even know that anime lockdown had happened. Yeah, I didn't do a ton of marketing, and I still haven't posted the VODs. So I uh, don't have an excuse, because I've been mostly unemployed due to the WGA strike. Uh, I just have been focusing on other things, like, I don't know, playing Elden Ring and... <laughs> Watching this show called In the Dark. Uh, I'm also in the process of forming a band, so cool. it's a lot of fun. I've mostly just been doing music stuff the last month or so. I got a quarter-inch tape deck, which is a lot of fun. It came with a song from the 30s about beating off called Hot Nuts. <laughs> Did not know that when I bought it. That was the first. Is that from the future? Is this from the 2030s? No. No topical. <laughs> it's from like the 20 or like the 30s, thir- like 1930s. Had no idea. I just grew the first tape I p- picked out of the box that looked like it had music on it because it had a piece of paper with track listings. And it was a song all about jacking off. It was very funny. They were beating off in the 30s? Beating off has been going on a lot longer than I think you realize. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the second oldest profession. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh yeah. So I realized that I have such a problem, but maybe I should ask what you two are, are up to. Noel, how have you been? It's been a long time. You're doing the stand-ups. Yeah. I assume I've seen a lot of posters on Instagram. Yeah, I'm still. Uh, I'm still doing stand-up. I. Uh, I recently. Uh, I did a show out in like East Long Island and and bombed horribly and then uh and then the the host for the night uh started selling his like black seed to the audience. He was just like, "Hey everybody, if you take this black seed, your your dick will get hard." What does that mean? Is that a like a like a It's like a it's like a supplement. Like basically he was saying like you mix this into a smoothie. Like it, yeah, it helps with your virility, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, this is what I signed up for. And that was part of his act. That that was just, I guess, it's just a side business. Oh my god! Along with is that the comedy? Were people laughing? Along with, I mean, they were, but like, yeah, like I guess along with comedy, he also sells this this black seed. Wow. So 
What's the deal with airline food? Well, I'll tell you. If I was harder, I would know. And that's why exactly. I take black seed. Yes. Feed off to that. <laughs> Boom. What, what about Damn. you, Kyle? How are you? Oh, well, uh, no stand-up for me, sadly. Uh, just still looking for employment, like it sounded like you were. Yeah. And trying to keep the old anime mango train running. Yeah, I have gotten to the point where I am now doing post-production again. So I'm working on a couple short films, which has been fun. Haven't done that in a while. And I'm also in the process uh, of making sound effects to sell to people. I have arranged a mic rental so I can go around New York and record like crowd ambiences, which should be fun. Oh, pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I have been watching a, a decent amount of anime, but the problem that I was alluding to so I watched this show called In the Dark. In the Dark was on the CW. It went for four seasons. And they're, you know, your typical like 40, 45 minute episodes. There's 52 of them. I will give you a guess on how long it took me to watch all four seasons. Either of you have a guess? Uh, I guess he just downed it. That's probably like, what, a, a week? <laughs> Pretty close. <laughs> I think it took me four days. <laughs> Do you want to know how long it's been since I've been trying to watch Kimagari Orange Road? <laughs> Months. But you know what? It's because it's really easy to watch a shitty show. Yeah. Like, it just is. Like, I, I once, right before I uh, quit my job, I think I watched like every episode of The Office. Just like, I just came home and watched it straight. Like, I didn't give a shit about anything at that point. Uh, and I just watched it. I don't like that show. But I watched every episode, and I probably watched it all in less than a week while working. So, yeah. you know, it's just like you can do that for a show that you don't care about. Whereas, like, a show you care about, for some reason, the you just can't. I can't anyways. Well, I'll have you know that I was thoroughly engaged. I was paying attention the whole time. I was doing 12-hour days watching the show. I was averaging about three-fourths of a season a day. All right, I got nothing for you. You're on your own on this one. It is. I'm not going to spoil the show because I think people should watch it. It's on Netflix. <laughs> so I'm reading the synopsis. It sounds like it sounds like, hey, what if murder she wrote, but she's blind? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's all I knew going in because Netflix must have just gotten the rights to it. Because uh, it like auto played the trailer when I popped open Netflix one day, and it's just this like blind woman cutting in front of people in like a bodega so she can get birth control because she fucks so much. <laughs> That's like her personality is that she go. is like drunk and sleeps with every everybody. Way to, way to go! Way to go! <laughs> Way to go for subverting stereotypes. It's, it's so because uh, the the cashier at the the bodega is like, uh, God, do I remember her name? Murphy. She's like Murphy. Maybe it's time that you start using condoms because she keeps buying Plan B, and <laughs> she doesn't say this outright because it's the CW and you can't say this. But she essentially says, "But I love raw dogging so much." <laughs> It's fucking wild. And that's your introduction to Murphy Mason. She's like, I can't see the dick, so yeah. the next best thing is. 
so all I knew going in was that plus it was like Murphy Mason, a blind woman whose friend is murdered and she unknowingly gets wrapped up in a drug ring. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> so it's a lot. Uh, I promise you that when you start the show, you will have no idea where it's going to end. <laughs> it has the most outrageous final episode, I think, of any TV show I've ever watched. It is up there with like St. Elsewhere being in a snow globe, or I think there was a Bob Newhope show where it was all a dream. It is that type of ending. It's this is- <laughs> so awesome. And it's just, it's one of those shows, you know, cause like you watch like Grey's Anatomy or I don't know, Law and Order or whatever. And just like everybody, or maybe New Girl's a better example. Like every character is fucked every character, but it's like not a big deal, <laughs> which is what's so wild to me. Cause you know, in New Girl, like everybody's cheating on everybody and like, breaking up with each other and then dating their friend the next day. And it's just like, whatever, it's no big deal. And then they're getting Wait, married. I'd and- only, I'd only seen a handful of episodes of new girl is the implication that she is like, fucked all of those dudes. Uh, she personally doesn't. Okay. She sleeps. What do you mean personally? What does she have her body double do it? No. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. But the other, the other characters do like <laughs> the other characters sleep with like everybody. Jess is kind of the only, but he, but she sleeps with a lot of side characters. Okay. Uh, the people that all live in the apartment don't fuck each other, except like uh, Jess and Nick. But then they both like keep living with each other and just have like hookups every night with other people. There's no fights, no jealousy. Then they get back together again and break up and get back. It's wild, like super dysfunctional. Would never work that cleanly in real life. And that's kind <laughs> of the backdrop of In the Dark. Except it's really intense and people are, you know, just like, you know, it's like drug dealers. It's, it, it, you know, if you mix like Breaking Bad in with like the sensibilities of like a doctor show where people fuck in between surgeries. <laughs> it's so house. Yes. <laughs> it's just like house. Uh, I cannot recommend it enough. And uh, it's one of those shows where you're screaming at the TV, but that's kind of the fun because these characters are not like, like the main character is like a straight up like sociopath narcissist. (laughs) And she never gets called out on being like such a jerk to everybody. It's great. Do you think it's because she's blind? No, no. I mean, people (laughs) do give her shit. Finally, in like the second to last episode, someone is like, Murphy, you really are kind of an asshole. I think the writers were just like, no, 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 guys, we know. We just thought it was fun. Um, I think it's because it was on the CW and just like the CWs were all these like soap, soap opery shows for like teenagers aired. Yeah. But it's like the content of a show like Breaking Bad or The Wire. (laughs) And so you just combine those, and it's so fun. So that's the anime that I watched this week. <laughs> I'll read the manga. Yeah, the manga is not as good. Yeah, uh, till death to us part. <laughs> Murphy can see in the manga; it's not as riveting. 
Um, yeah, sorry. I just I had to get that out of my system. I almost brought back Dead Rat Pizza just to talk about In the Dark. Uh, which is funny because In the Dark has similar, uh, I guess, thematically, it's very similar to My Home Hero, which is a currently running anime that I am watching. Oh, yeah. We talked about this on the news broom kind of leading up to it. And I think you, Noel, had said that you read some of the manga. Yes, I I actually really like the manga. So when I heard you guys bring it up on the news broom, it was it was another one of those situations where I was like, yeah, yeah I know that thing. <laughs> you were just that Leonardo DiCaprio meme. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> yeah. And so. When I first heard about it, I was like super excited for the show, and then I watched the the first episode, and I was like, "Ew, what the fuck did they do?" <laughs> it is, uh, it's a lot. I don't know how the manga is different because I haven't read the manga, but this guy he finds out that his daughter is dating like some dirt bag, and I don't right. think he knows that he's a Yakuza member at the time. Nah, he just knows that uh, that he's beating up his daughter does he kill him on accident i can't remember no he he straight up like kills him it, i mean it's a situation where it's him and his wife right like they they planned it together no sort of. so what happened is like he just he it's a situation where like the guy starts to like attack him and then he pretty much just defends himself by cracking him over the head with a rice cooker <laughs> yeah and this this is one of the issues I have with the show. The show, it does this, like, weird fucking thing where, like, they cut away and you see, like, this – they put, like, this bloodstain filter on the, the shot as he's hitting him with a rice cooker. So you wanted to see his face get caved in? Not, not so much, but it's just, like, it's just a weird directing choice for that scene and everything is just animated like so poorly and like really stiffly the entire time. I love that he wears that stupid hat. Right. He's wearing like a plastic bag on his head. Cause this whole show I'm seven episodes in, I'm pretty sure like maybe three days have passed in the context of the show, (laughs) which is another crazy thing about in the dark, a whole season will go by, which is like, 15 hours of TV or something, maybe three or four days have passed. It's like Dragon Ball Z time. And that's... You gotta wait for Murphy to turn Super Saiyan. Well, it's just like, it's the sense of time, because normally you watch a TV show and you assume that a few days have passed between episodes. That was the other thing, like, with Lost. When I found out at the end of Lost that the whole thing took place over, like, one year, I was like, what the fuck? No wonder they had to get her at a Walt. That was the little boy that went missing because he aged too much. They shot that over seven years. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it's... And, and yeah, so basically he kills this dude, but it turns out not only is the dude like a member of this criminal organization, but he's also like the son of yeah. one of their key members. Who's like the the guy who brings in the money for them? Yeah, which it's I don't know if they've they've really like pointed this out yet in the anime, but it's a 
it's an aspect of the manga that I really enjoy, which is they, they really like focus on that guy as well, as well as, uh, what's the name of the main guy in the show? It's a uh, Tetsu. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really bad with names. The, but yeah. Like, uh, they really focus on this, uh, this moneymaker for the, for the Yakuza as well as this main character uh, about how like a lot of what they do is for the sake of like their kids. Yeah. Cause this dude murders this guy in order to protect his daughter. And then this other guy, a lot of what he's done throughout his life is like for the sake of his son. Yeah. He's starting to play a role in the series, but uh- oh, okay. I feel like there's only going to be 13 episodes. So it this sounds like it, it took about half the show for him to like really come into play. And he meets the I guy. Mean, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. They do. They do meet several times in the manga and then. Yeah. It leads up to like a big confrontation between the two of them. That is not surprising to me. I, right. yeah, this show is, <sighs> I wouldn't call it good, but it's like the same kind of hokey of in the dark where I just like can't turn away. Right. And it, it became apparent, I think after the first or second episode when this guy, he, he murders this guy in cold blood and his wife walks in and you know, in, in most cases you'd be like, Oh my God, dead body. Holy fuck, what happened? Oh my god, or you'd run away or you'd call the police, you'd something. She's like, Well, we should clean this up. Uh, what do you need help with? No reaction at all. Well, yeah, like I <laughs> like, like wow. at the point I am in the manga, like basically the whole thing with her is like she's just she's just a ride or die for her for her husband. Yeah, the fact that she's just like you you need me to help you hide a body? Um I'm down to do it. That she didn't have a reaction, period. She was just. All I'm saying is you meet a girl like that. You say, marry me. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Or you run because you're next. (laughs) You're next. I just like, it's so funny. And they just keep coming up with all these elaborate plans to try to trick the Yakuza. Like they've got scripts on what to say during their like bugged phone calls. Right. (laughs) It's uh, it's a very silly show. Uh, yeah, I they would, also eat bags of chips. Oh my god! So me. they can write the names while they eat the chips. <laughs> yes, they'll never suspect me. Yeah, it's it's uh, that kind of shit. It's like a like a Death Note or a Platinum End type absurdity. I would I would more like uh, compare it to like say I would call it like anime Breaking Bad. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. There's less eugenics. <laughs> so maybe that's a better comparison. Right. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't know if I can recommend it because it's not a good show, but I'm having yeah, no, a lot of I, fun watching it. I would really just recommend the manga. It's, yeah. it's way better than this show. That's fair. Uh, yeah. I'm not really up to date on anything else this season. Uh, I've watched Dr. Stone but I'm watching the dubbed episodes. Okay. I didn't realize. So, you know, they put out that OVA in the middle of the, the second and third season or whatever we're on. And I didn't realize that was like required viewing. 
that's a Canon OVA. Uh, and so I had to sit down and watch that first. It's an hour long. It's like a movie. Um, interesting move. Uh, it was good, but it's just like an interesting move. Cause usually I find an anime that you can skip the bonus episodes. And, uh, this is not one of those cases. If you don't watch the bonus episode, you're going to be lost. Uh, if you just go immediately to the current season. Right. Uh, but they're uh, building a boat. They're on a boat with T-Pain. They're going to have sex with a mermaid. Yes. It's great. They opened up a restaurant. They've invented capitalism. <laughs> it's Man, why would they bring that back of all the things? Because <laughs> the guy that they brought back to pilot the boat is like a billionaire, and he missed being a billionaire, so he reinvented money. Or more like he realized that without money, he is – subject to the whims of the masses yeah it's very easy for someone to just like beat the shit out of him yeah so he became an oil tycoon uh even though there's no oil yet it's about to say how do you don't you have to wait a long time for that (laughs) three thousand years have gone by kyle do you know the? you probably don't know the plot of dr stone everybody gets petrified and then three thousand years go by and people start to slowly like come back and ah. so they have to rebuild civilization. And uh, so that's what's like really fun about the show is it's like a, you know, like a Dragon Ball Z or whatever, like Shonen Jump type show. But instead of fighting, they're like, how do we reinvent Coca-Cola? <laughs> and are like, you know, I miss I miss record players. They like they have a. They have a fucking cell phone. It's it's really fun. They, it sounds like a really chaotic game of uh, civilization. They, Sid Meier's civilization. They build a car. They they've learned how to <laughs> pave roads. It's it's a lot of fun. I highly recommend it. But uh, God, what else, Kyle? What have you been watching? Uh, well, the one thing I definitely wanted to talk about was the Spirited Away live on stage. Uh, performances which were screened just a few weeks ago oh yeah there were two of them right yes so they had so i didn't know this so um i knew that the lead actress changed between them they had uh the first performance was uh kana hashimoto who has been in a few live action anime adaptations and then i think she's also an idol um but then there the second performance was an actress named mone kamishiraishi and then I knew that they were different, but what I didn't realize is one, uh, a lot of the cast member changes. So it was a really wild, uh, different production each time. Like even though the things they were doing were the same and the stage and the things were all the same, but the movies themselves were very, very different. I felt, but, um, for people who I guess aren't in the know, uh, this is the first so far, uh, Ghibli adaptation and, it's the first one we've gotten rather uh worldwide i believe right now uh uh what is it Uh, my neighbor totoro there's also a live action one of that that's currently i think running or if it's not running now it's running shortly i've seen pictures of it so i know it exists but um it was just so weird so sitting down in the theater i didn't really know what to expect outside of the few clips i'd seen but one thing it's really wild so it is very like w- almost word for word taken from the anime movie hmm. to the point that 
they included things that have no right being in a play. Yeah, <laughs> such as <laughs> okay, like I don't like certain story beats are you know, uh, for example, like she puts on her shoe when she when she comes back to the soot sprites and they give her her shoes back. She puts on her shoe with the same kind of toe tap that like really means a lot when someone's drawing it painstakingly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's an it's an unnecessary element that was added, right? Like if it was, it's not the kind of thing that a animated film that like Disney would do would add because it's just like pointless, but it adds a lot of characterization and verisimilitude to the scene when Miyazaki draws it. Right. But like they do that in the stage play. And every time I'm sitting there, I'm like, why? And I mean, it's probably fan service for the people in the audience, but it's like uh, times that by like a thousand every like few minutes, you're just watching and you're like, why the fuck would they do this? This is like, (laughs) like this only existed in animation because it's animation. Like it means something like when you're seeing it kind of, you know, with that distance right from reality. And then it adds that kind of beauty of you're going, oh, like I now that it's being done with so much effort, like I can finally get like it, it's a beautiful thing, this everyday thing that I just totally don't see anymore because I'm a human being that exists. Yeah, It's full of that. And that should be like a big like that. I, I just want to caution, though, that does not mean that it's not great. Like it's such a faithful adaptation that it, it, you know how uh, the there's the infamous story of Miyazaki sending the the katana to Harvey Weinstein saying no cuts. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. This is the play version. Of. Nice. It's like okay, we have to get everything, no cuts. And I think the few things that were added, um, there's a few musical numbers now, but they were actually written by Miyazaki, uh, so they're 100 sanctioned. It's not like they were they're sitting here. You know, uh, oh, now Chihiro has a has a sister, and you know, and and, and she has a car. Like they're not doing any weird. It's a pretty straightforward adaptation in that sense. Mm. But here's the weirdest thing about it. Uh, so uh, all the plot elements are the same, but at the end of watching it, uh, both performances, my sister and I looked at each other, and even though we'd set like within four days of one another, we'd watched Spirited Away the stage play twice. We both sat there and we, at each time we're like, we should go watch spirited away the anime because it in no way scratched the same itch. Mm. Oh. Like all the same plot things happen, but because of the presentation style uh, in, you know, you just weren't, it didn't feel like you were watching spirited away. It very much felt like it was its own adaptation. Well, yeah, it's a stage play. It's probably a but lot it, different it, than being there. That probably would have been a lot more exciting. Speaking of which, since it's a stage play and uh, Spirited Away being the kind of story that it is, like I'm assuming there's a lot of like uh, like set design and like different props that they have to use to like uh, symbolize the different monsters and yokai that she meets. Like, how were those? Right. So uh, it's a combination. Uh, this play was done in many styles. So the director is a Western director, but he, they use a lot of traditional Japanese, like there's bunraku uh, puppetry. Okay. There is kind of some elements of no play with certain characters. Mm. Um, but uh, I guess it's so funny. So I guess this is, goes back to the fact that like this is such a true quote unquote adaptation. You know that there's the the scene in Spirited Away where Yubaba Turn, like she wraps her cloak around herself and becomes a giant like bird that flies through the sky and she yeah. has her little bird that looks just like her. Mm-hmm. So that's a Bonraku puppet that looks okay. exactly like it looks like it's directly from the anime. It's in the exact same style. And you're kind of sitting there like what? Like it like you know uh there's the 
what is it? The Lion King. When they turn that into a stage play, like that looks nothing like Lion King from Disney animation. Right? Well, yeah, yeah. But this is just like they took the, it, it literally looks like they took characters straight from the anime sometimes. Oh, how, okay. uh, how was this presented? Like, was it just a wide shot of the stage or did they, it must've been multi-cam, right? Yeah, so it was, uh, there were definitely a few cameras. I believe that the director of the stage play, um, he also directed the film version, but there is kind of a main camera that gives you the kind of wide view of this, of the set, mm-hmm. but they're uh, constantly, you know, we're getting a cut-ins from another camera angle that will give us a close-up of a certain character. Um, and they actually did some really interesting camera work, surprisingly. Uh, there's... Really expressive for a, a stage play, like more than I was expecting. Nice. I was expecting, like you thought, just that kind of wide view. But uh, I guess the so really cool stay, uh, really cool sets. I think that's probably the, the the thing that will like really strike people the most because the bathhouse is this is right in the center and it's on a giant turntable. Uh, so it just keeps on revolving and it run and it keeps on going like clockwise and cl- uh, counterclockwise. Um, all throughout the scene and they dress up because uh, it has this really long bridge element almost and they repurpose that. So one scene she'll be climbing down the stairs to go meet uh, the, uh, the, bo- the boiler man and then she'll be climbing down some stairs and then later on they'll use that as a ladder and later on they'll use that as a uh, just, you know, they're, they're constantly repurposing the sets but it is really smart and it is like hypnotic in a really cool way how they bring these elements in and out. Uh, I'm just so sad uh, as of yet, as of right now that we have not heard any news about like, this might've been the only way you could ever see it ever. Right. Like they had, I know word on a home release, no word on streaming, anything, just these two streaming. And that's it. Are these two, uh, not Oh, this was in but, theaters. Uh, these were in theaters. Oh, Wow. That's the thing. Like, I'm I'm really sad because my sister and I we finished it and we had such a lovely time. You know, uh, and wait, I, did didn't was this this was G Kids, wasn't it? Didn't they say they were also putting it out? I have not heard any word about a home. I can't release. remember. I'm wrong. You can correct me. I, it's been so long since I've reported on it that I don't remember. And I mean, I was covering it too. I've only ever heard of these two performances. I have not heard anything about a home release. Yeah, I guess we'll see. It probably depends on how well the things were attended. I just want people to like one, know that these are worth tracking down if, and when, uh, you know, and of course, if we never get a official release, uh, you know, there's always your good friend piracy. Nice. Got him. I'm sure it'll be available at some point. Uh, Noel, you, Oh, I thought I, I didn't bold it, but I found it. Stars Align, you said you wanted to talk about. Yes. So, so Stars Align has always kind of intrigued me because, uh, but it's one of those shows that like people don't really talk too much about because like not too many people saw it because it was a, it was a Funimation exclusive back in, I want to say 2017. Let me see if I even know what this Let's is. See. I'm going to look it up. Yeah. 2019. So it's an it's an anime about tennis, specifically soft tennis. Nice. Which I guess is uh is like a form of tennis where they play with like a softer ball. So <laughs> it 
it focuses on this uh, team, this soft tennis team for the school, and the team sucks. Like they're they're just a bunch of like just soft twinkish boys who who are just like, oh man, I just we just want to hang out and just not really do much shit. <laughs> Until uh, the school kind of the student council like puts forth this thing where like uh, school clubs that don't uh, quote unquote develop results will have their funding cut and they're going to be like dissolved. So they're just like, oh no, man, what are we going to do? And (laughs) the the like team captain, this kid Toma, he sees this new transfer student named Maki and he notices like he's pretty athletic and he's just like, yeah, we could recruit him and see if he'll like whip our team into shape. And it, it goes from there uh, to the story about them kind of becoming like a more cohesive uh, unit. It's also a show that's full of a lot of like really ridiculous like soap opera dysfunction. Nice. Because yeah, because all these boys have like some kind of like wild shit going on back home cuz uh what was it like I know like one of the main guys Maki his the whole reason he moves to a new town with his mom is because his mom and dad are separated and his dad will just show up every once in a while and like demand money and beat him up. Oh boy. Yeah. It's yeah, it's pretty rough. And there's, there's another kid who's like, dad wants him to play soccer, not tennis. (laughs) And there's a whole, uh, there's a whole sequence where like they get into this argument on a staircase and his dad like slaps him in the face and he, falls down the stairs and breaks his wrist. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just, it's just like ridiculous stuff like that. Like every, every episode will be like just this, this whole thing about them, you know, developing as a, as a like tennis team. Cause apparently another thing about soft tennis is like, they only do doubles. There's no singles in that division. Hmm. So one of the things is like they they have to mix up the teams because apparently like the way their teams were set up before uh they were just kind of whoever was teamed up with whoever and then they restructure the teams where it's like people whose play styles complement one another are now teamed together so they they're a bit more uh cohesive in that sense Oh yeah, I forgot to mention there's also a kid who like uh he doesn't change with the rest of them in the locker room and the reason for that is because he has like huge burn marks on his back. Oh my god. From when his his mother like poured hot water on him when he was a baby. All right. Yeah, so it's it, it's like Dobby. You know, yeah. <laughs> Like like Dobby's <laughs> brother, uh, Todoroki. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Whoa, here we go. Yeah, I was missing. 
don't know why I blanked on the name, but yeah, I'm describing this and it sounds like a pretty rough show, but I will say it is, it is very delightful. I like the art style of it. It's, it's this very like soft kind of, uh, character design, which I feel like we don't see that much nowadays. I feel like we see less really distinct character designs in anime anyway, though, because a lot of it is just like, Hey, it's a isekai show with a, with a Kirito looking guy. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. So, but the real, really interesting big thing about this show is it just, it seems to like have no end of controversies. Oh yeah. Cause when I actually, yeah. Cause when I actually looked into it, so originally the show was supposed to be 25 episodes. Mm-hmm. It is only 12 episodes. And when you actually watch through, you see, you see that because there's a lot of stuff where it feels like, yeah, this was supposed to, these are, you see like plot lines that begin and it's like, okay, maybe this was supposed to go for like an additional four to five episodes and they do not really do anything else with them, (laughs) you know, or, or they like wrap things up like pretty quickly. Was, was there a manga? No. Oh, interesting. Yeah. No, this isn't. Yeah. This is an anime inch, uh, anime original, uh, then I'm hearing in when the show premiered, you have two dancers that accuse the show of plagiarizing uh, dances that they came up with for their ending sequence. Cause the ending sequence is like uh, just a bunch of the characters doing these like elaborate choreographed dances. And and additionally, so the the show ends on this insane cliffhanger. Oh, because I thought they like, were going to get more and didn't. Yeah, like where? So after the final episode, like the the show's creator, the show's creator says that like he's been looking into ways to you know, continue the story either with like a movie or like some kind of shorts or whatever. And he is, it, it's 2023 20, now, and he is yet to find anyone that will fund more episodes of the show. Yeah. I, which is a real shame because it, the sh- I'll, I'll say it because it's been like four years now. The show ends with, uh, yeah, that main character, Maki, basically going to the convenience store, buying a knife and going to his dad's apartment, Jesus. presumably to kill his dad. <laughs> oh, cause like, what? cause it's like, like the show ends with them making it to the finals of like a soft tennis tournament and just barely making it, but they get beat out by uh, these two like twins who are just like dope at soft tennis and he goes home, Maki goes home, and he's just like, oh, man, I'm about to tell mom everything that happened. And he goes home, and, like, something's off, and it's just like his mom's friend is there telling him, like, yeah, your dad was just here. He just wrecked the house and freaking took a bunch of cash. And yeah, Jesus. So, right. And also, uh, one of the other kids is... <laughs> 
his mom just like walks out on the rest of his family. Oh, so yeah. So it's just like a lot of stuff has really yet to be resolved. And yeah, I just, I hope there is a movie or something for this one day. Jesus. You know, because right now it's just like this really unfinished story. That's, I like what, what like go went on in here. Oh God. And I know, I know it got like a bit of coverage from, uh, from some like anime circles just cause it, it had like a pretty, it had like pretty decent, like trans representation mm-hmm. for like 2019. Cause uh, one of the kids in particular was very like, he's very like gender fluid and still trying to figure out his gender identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you had like an an adult character in there who's like a female to male transgender. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. And all of that was was treated like very respectfully and very like uh delicately and whatnot. A lot of a lot of uh topics in the show take on like this after school special uh nature when it comes to addressing them because like even that there's this like i will say it is respectful but it also comes off as very scripty because it feels like it feels less like they are talk the characters are talking amongst each other about gender and sexuality more so they're like trying to educate you (laughs) the viewer on it like yeah and then that also comes up in a in a later episode where they talk about like uh parental abuse because one of their guy one of their guys has this like super overbearing mother and because of that he's developed kind of like this this almost pathological uh obsession with lying because he's constantly like lying to his mother about like nah mom I was at cram school I wasn't hanging out with the dudes at the the tennis club and yeah, and as they're, and at the end of the episode, like they're all sitting around, like talking about that as if it's like, <laughs> like a, uh, like a GI Joe after credit scene, you know? I, I'm on the director's Wikipedia. Oh no. This is the person that created Heat Guy J. Oh, really? As well as, uh, Noen, which I've never seen, but I've, seen that name a lot oh yes okay huh yeah interesting well knowing i can understand because i remember that did also have a lot of like hey these kids have a pretty fucked up home lives on top of being i don't know like freedom fighters from the future i guess they did a vision of escaflone as well uh well, that sounds it sounds like this was a good show that needed more people to watch it. It really did. Uh do you know when the last update was? Like when the director last talked about it? So according to this wiki, the the last time he had brought anything up about it was uh in twenty twenty one. Oh, I wonder if that's the interview and I think that I just that's clicked the- on. Yeah, and I think that's the last time uh, 
I had been following like uh, Annie Femme's reports on the show as well because this was another thing that they were like really high on, mm-hmm. and and I think 2021 was the last time they had said anything about it as well. Well, that's too bad, you know. Um, I'm trying to think. I had a lot of news stuff that we could talk about. There was a lot of big things have happened since we did a podcast. Uh, the CEO of Harmony Gold passed away. I don't have a ton to comment on that because I am not really a big Macross person, but also that guy was a dirtbag. Right. Uh, yeah, I about to say, like, sometimes people get buried in dirt and you're just thinking, good. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, one, the one nice thing I'll say is even though it negatively affected anime, uh, I remember reading an article about him like signing the contract for Macross for another like 30 years or so, even though he was like 95 or something. And it seemed that it was all like a spite thing. So some other company couldn't have it. And I hope to achieve that level of pettiness someday. (laughs) Uh, What? But for good. Yes, for for good. Uh, What else? Chainsaw Man. The uh, director oh of Chainsaw Man, or maybe it was the CEO of the studio. I think it might have been the MAPA CEO. Said that Chainsaw Man did like decently on streaming, but they were bummed about the Blu-ray sales. Which, like, I there's I have mixed feelings on that because I feel like Blu-ray sales. I don't think that that's going to be a realistic metric to base things on for much longer. Yeah, like that's that's going to be a continuingly diminishing return. I feel as time goes on. I I have to push back a little because like I I saw you posting about Blu-ray sales and they're getting like obviously they're making less money, but I also have to say they're still earning a lot of money. It's just they they are selling less. But as we've seen, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the moves recently of you know Bob Iger coming back to Disney. And the movements of what's happening with content no longer being on like a like Disney's starting to not put stuff on their own service and they're licensing it out to others on a limited case basis. But it's because as these all these companies are finding out at the same time, it turns out streaming isn't profitable. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Just ignore all that. I just just knocked over like five things. (laughs) Anyways. Streaming's not profitable. It turns out it makes more money if a streamer licenses their stuff to another streamer rather than put it on their own service. Yeah, And it Mm. turns out that you make more money by putting it out on a disc than not, which is why Bob Iger is currently in the process of not rebuilding their home video uh, division, but starting to license titles again for other people to release. Um, So... Especially with the Japanese market. Like, remember, yes, sales are lowering in part because the Japanese Blu-ray market, for anyone who's ever ported, uh, ever imported a Blu-ray knows, like, it's fucking ridiculous. They're very expensive. Right. Yeah, it's like at least double, if not like triple the price. Like, an, uh, And that'll be like a volume, not even a whole series. It'll be like volume one, $50, and right. that's five episodes. Uh, it's like old school VHS prices. Yeah. Well, you know, like my own personal feelings about having physical media 
Like I like having it. I just, I choose not to buy a lot of it because it takes a lot of space and I find it's easier to watch things streaming. But even without that in the equation, like when I go to stores, like they don't have DVDs or Blu-rays for sale anymore. Like the best buy Blu-ray section, which used to be like half the damn store is now like an end cap next to the register. Right. So even if I wanted to buy Blu-rays, like I don't, I mean, yeah, I can order them on Amazon or whatever, but that's why I assume that people aren't making them is because nobody's, (laughs) you can't buy them. Well, I mean, it's important here to mention that again, anime Blu-ray sales, uh, like in disc sales are still like, they're one of the few areas where it's not like, I think last time I heard like the numbers were getting, well, anime, yeah, anime is a unique one, but even then, like, I, I was just looking at uh, the just the most recent anime release. That used to be a big thing. Like, every Tuesday, there'd be, like, a couple dozen titles, and there was, like, four things that came out on Tuesday. Yeah, but again, like, it's just so funny that they dismantled this. Uh, you know, for because they were all chasing. It's like the when everyone pivoted to video and Facebook. Remember how good that was for the internet? Uh, it feels like they all devout. Like everyone was just going, "Oh crap, we all need our own streamer," and they all did it. And then they realized they fucking shot themselves in the foot. And now we are seeing a course correction back towards physical media and discs because uh, it's not perfect. Obviously, um, it's a slow move, but yeah. there has been movement towards it. So, well, I, I suspect there's going to be more like consolidation like go back to what netflix was instead of everybody having their own thing there's going to be like larger umbrellas of stuff but that's like not even this is this is a different conversation uh than yeah sorry to they're they're interwoven that's why i brought it up um so they said that uh that the sales weren't great they were okay but they could have been better and it it's it's making me a little worried that they're not going to make more Chainsaw Man, or if they do, oh, it's I, not going to be as good. Um, oh, I highly doubt that. You're talking like, about the fan problems, yeah. quote unquote. But even back to what we were talking about, like it's not even out in America yet. Like I can't buy the Blu-rays if I wanted to. Um, right, I'm I'm sure once the Chainsaw Man Blu-rays are out, they're going to see a surge from that. And be like, yeah. whoa! Turns out, turns out, uh. Chainsaw Man has a lot of international appeal. Who would have guessed? Well, I saw so many people saying they didn't like it, which blows See, my that's... mind because I thought it was like one of the better directed shows of like the last decade or so. And see, that's I feel like that's a a really big disconnect because like I I know loads of people who like absolutely loved it because it's it's just like it does not look like any other anime that that they're going to see out there. And the same thing happened with other kind of like forward looking shows, right? I mean, right. look at what happened to flowers of evil. People just doesn't look like anime. I'm out. Right. And I've, I feel like a lot of the times when you see people like that, cause what is it? It's like that quote that uh, you had up on, on a Twitter oh, yeah. a couple of days ago. Yeah, right? that was somebody in the ANN forum, which was funny well, because bam, there we go, right there. The ANN forum. Somebody stole my screen cap and posted <laughs> it as their own. Well, it's you know, it's it's not even like 
I guess the reason why I'm concerned is not because, oh, my Twitter feed hated it or loved it or whatever. It's if the CEO of the company that made it is saying that they're disappointed with performance, that to me is an indication that maybe we won't get more. Because hmm. they like they wouldn't say that if that wasn't a problem, you know? Right. But yeah, like even, yeah, even outside of like, yeah, maybe streaming was better than this or that. Like the fact that they're saying like sales were bad guys is like, uh oh. I, I do think this is a long standing thing though. Uh, I remember when I went to my first Otacon back at, when it was in Baltimore, I think in 2013, uh, Nisa was there back when they were still putting out anime. Yeah. Uh, and I asked them because they, at the time, they had stuff like Katana Gatari, they had um, the Bunny Arakawa drop. over the under the bridge. Yeah, that too. You know, they, but like a lot of their stuff was really unique looking like the art styles that when I was, you know, it was like, whoa, they're really putting out all this cool stuff. And I asked them, like, wow, like, are you looking for more stuff like that? And they I didn't I didn't like this answer at the time. But the <laughs> the guy who was answering the panel was just kind of like, yeah, so we do have a lot of unique looking shows. And that is sometimes a worse thing than you might think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, pissed. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> they're unique. What, like, you know, I was mad later after uh, talking with people. But uh, now that I see how these shows are treated, right. I do think a lot of people just go like, I'm watching anime because I want it to look like anime. I want it and to if be. if it doesn't, <laughs> I'm out of here. I want it to be totally unexpected. <laughs> straight from japan and not kid stuff that's well, my you know what what i didn't get about the criticism with chainsaw man is that people were like this wasn't a faithful adaptation it's like Which i read like, the manga too guys yeah it's it's very faithful yeah. it's just not like it it's like i said it's, it's not jujitsu kaisen or bleach uh, but yeah even those even those aren't like one-to-ones because like what they want is they want the the actual manga panels to work as storyboards and it's like yeah that's that's not how you make anime bro no no it's not i if if that's if that's what you did then you'd end up with shit like the the my home hero anime (laughs) because i feel like that's very much what's going on there two people sitting there talking Never cutting away. The worst, right. I said this on Twitter, the worst example I ever saw, and there wasn't even a manga for this. There, well, there might have been a manga adaptation, was when they were hyping up ReZero. This was in 2015, 2016-ish. And they're like, this next episode, it's going to be like two minutes longer. We just, we couldn't, you know, we had to include everything, which was fucking ridiculous. It's like, guys, come on. This is a TV show. You know, they kept like uh, not having the end credits because we just have to get all this information in here. And what that episode ended up being was like a seven or 10 minute scene of two people standing on the roof, just talking to each other with no blocking. Blocking is how where the characters go and what they do in the scene. They were just standing there static talking to each other for like seven minutes and it was so boring. And I was a big ReZero fan at the time. And I was like, this is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) And what I really liked about Chainsaw Man is it felt like somebody was shooting a show. And you know, like it wasn't like, oh, this is like, I don't know, Deacons. It just felt like something on par with like a normal ass TV show cinematography. It just was 
Because most anime doesn't have real cinematography. No, right. it doesn't. It's, it's like television. It's very functional. It's like, uh, I mean, have you guys heard about these people? Uh, I've only seen a few of them on Twitter, but there was a, this started a while ago. Someone on Netflix was just like, oh, I watch all television on 1.5 speed. And anytime that someone's not talking, I, I hit the skip forward button until they're talking. Again. <laughs> oh yeah. Those people are disgusting. I fucking hate them. This is re- there's, so there's people that do that with our podcast. Yes. So I, I knew a, I had a friend of mine who was no longer my friend anymore. And uh, this isn't the reason though, but oh, he, never mind. <laughs> uh, he, when Kaiji first came out, he told me that the way he watched Kaiji is he would skip past the points where like the narrator was talking. What? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so think about yeah, think about like the average episode of Kaiji. And so so like it would be like Kaiji gambling and then whenever the narrator is explaining the tension of the scene or like what's going on or like how this game works, you just like whoop, right past it. It's like if you watch JoJo's but took out every scene with Speedwagon. Yes. I mean, I do think that some people just look at television and by extension that like colors their view of film is just, oh, this is here to convey like convert. Like people are here to tell me how I should be thinking and, and feel and what like what they're feeling and what they're thinking. And by extension, I should listen to them and that's it. Right. They don't view it as a visual medium. Yeah. And those people are psychopaths. It's so weird. And they're becoming larger, unfortunately. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. Cause like, I didn't really like the chainsaw man manga, but the show made me care about the characters and, it recontextualized things that I didn't fully grasp while reading the manga. Right. Yeah. You had told me about that. Cause I, I remember you had mentioned like uh Denji's whole thing about like, I want to grab those titties. Yeah. Like when I read in that the- in the manga, I was like this fucking, cause you know, just that happens in so many anime and manga that I'm just over it. But when I saw it in action with voice acting, with score, with blocking, I was like, Oh, this is a really damaged person that is just looking for meaning in literally anything. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I feel like it's funny because I feel like there are a lot of people who watch the anime and miss that completely. Oh, yeah. 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 I met some <laughs> so of them. Ooh. Uh, you know, like power in the manga. I hated power, but they actually <laughs> made her a real character in the anime. They didn't have to change the dialogue. They just like framed it better and you know now i'm like oh i get it like i actually like this character and you know her relationship with denji like it's it just like makes more sense in motion to me but you know god forbid we actually have real shot composition in a show you know yeah I just want over the shoulder, reverse over the shoulder. That's all I want. <laughs> yes. I want Haruhi to say what she's doing and then do it. I just want, yeah, I want Haruhi to say what she's doing no. and then no I want metaphors. The next, and then the next cut should just be like directly under her skirt. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing should that's, look like a second unit director did it. That's how we, we know it's anime. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing second unit. 
That's yeah. Just you know, oh crap! The our director got hit by a car on the way here. Luckily, guys, we have the guy who's been filming all the cutaways, uh, showing our journey from this place to other place. He'll take care. There's going to be a text message, and then we need to do an insert on the text message so the audience knows that we're sending a text message. Oh my gosh! Yeah, this is the man who will be our vision, our who will paint the pictures for the people. I've noticed that's happening a lot more in shows. Oh my god. They'll do the thing where, like, the there's the pop-up on the side of the screen so you know exactly what they're texting. I, I like that more than the cutaway to the phone. <laughs> like, so much time in my life has been wasted shooting <laughs> inserts of cell phones of them just ringing. Like, play a fucking sound effect. I think I can figure it out. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I mean, like when you watch all black and white movies and people are on the phone, you know how often you can actually hear the other person. A lot of times, it's just like Jimmy Stewart going "hello, hello," <laughs> you know. But I, I don't know who the fuck's on that. Like, it's nobody. He's obviously just acting against a prop phone. Yeah. Uh, goodness. The uh, the other this happens to me all of the time. We're shooting a scene. There's a cell phone somewhere. Either it rings or it's a text or something. And then we shoot the whole scene, and now we just have to do an insert on the phone. It could be a phone that's just sitting on the table, and it lights up. Because it's not really ringing. It's somebody that's controlling it with an app to just make a picture pop up. And I have this conversation with different sound mixers all the time. They're like, we should probably boom this. Like, well, it's not going to do anything. It's just the phone. It's just ringing. Like, well, is it going to make a noise? And it's like, how how many times have you made a movie, my guy? Like, you know that it's not actually ringing, right? You know that that's a sound effect we add in post-production. It's just going to show a picture of a ringing screen. Well, what if it vibrates? It's not going to because it's not really ringing. And I've yeah. had to boom that situation more than once because it's like, well, just in case. Like, Oh my goodness. Like even even if it did like you're literally explaining your job to the guy I have to and do this to, like, so what often. If? It's unbelievable. Um but what's what's even funnier is it's like you know in the context of the scene it could be the actor delivering the fucking declaration of independence and they just peek at their phone for half a second. So even you know like when they cut away to that phone it doesn't matter if you hear the phone because they're going to be playing the actor's lines. You know, like it's like you don't want noise yeah, here, like at all. And no situation would you want noise yeah. here, but just in case. Yeah, it's it's very silly. You know what also is silly? K manga. <laughs> oh, yeah. K manga was Kodansha. Was it Kodansha or Katakawa? Nah, Kodansha. Kodansha what it was like three months ago pulled their manga off of like a, a lot of the major services our boy evan minto got hit by it over at azuki which i'm i'm on azuki and i still see some stuff on there like domestic girlfriend's still on there yeah i don't think they I'm took not everything sure for how long yeah they took the simul pubs i think for sure oh, okay but i think some of the catalog stuff they got to keep uh, Crunchyroll manga, I think, got hit. Mangamo might have. I'm not sure. Is Crunchyroll manga still a thing? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, there wasn't really any indication of what was going on. Like we all knew they were working on an app because we're not stupid. Uh, but they're just like, stay tuned. We're gonna have something to announce soon. 
And then what it was like two days before, like the day before they were going to, they announced this thing. Viz drank their milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> they did the fucking uh, PlayStation E3, what was that, 98 move, where they just came on stage and said, 299 or whatever. Uh, yeah. They dropped their app, and it's like, you know, the $3 price tag for everything. I'm not really clear on what makes this different from what they already had. Is it just they, the catalog is bigger? Did they redesign oh, so the yeah. app? The difference so, uh, is that... It, yeah, it's so, a different catalog. Yeah, much. so it's obviously a lot of the same, like, it's the same company as, like, the Shonen Jump thing. Yeah. But uh, the the difference is, is it's a lot of stuff that isn't, like, quote-unquote, like, Shonen Jump content. Okay, yeah, so like, there's just a lot more of their stuff other to read stuff. now. And yeah. a lot more varied genres. You can read Inuyasha you and Yashihime on here. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, but, it, you know, the fact that you can get an subs- you can pay a little bit of money each month for a subscription already puts it light years above k manga oh but not korean manga service yeah oh yeah that's that was the first thing is when they first announced it uh this was before it came out they're just like k manga's coming and we're like uh that's maybe not the best way to market your japanese manga service cuz right, everybody's going to think that's korean manga yeah people are going to think it's manhwa <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it's just ridiculous. Like the, when when K Manga finally unveiled theirs, it's like what you have to like look at a certain amount of ads, and that will unlock a certain amount of chapters. It looks like spyware. <laughs> yeah, uh, it look it looks like a pirate manga site. Like you know, oh, right, uh, just definitely. you know, watch an ad for thirty seconds, and we'll unlock uh, the first volume free. And then if you do a line of coke, you know, well, uh, it, then you're in the door. It sounds I mean, like some of the ads aren't the best. Like I saw somebody got an ad for like a right wing blog. Hmm. Like uh, I've been I've been looking at like some people uh, talking about it, and apparently that's that's like a big thing with apps in japan is is doing all this like tchotchke bullshit where you complete tasks and get points and shit oh yeah i i heard about i don't know if it was china or japan but i heard there was like a bathroom where you had to watch a commercial to get a ply of toilet paper (laughs) that's so horrifying like we can't normalize that behavior because no we cannot no turning back at all it's bad enough that i already pay 900 subscriptions i get ads they're like do you want to rent your clothes do you want to rent this lamp it's bad enough that i get ads when i want to watch like a 20 second video on youtube i once got an ad for an entire tv show like (laughs) it was here's the first episode of like Two and a half men. And it's like, I just want to watch the trailer for Elden Ring. Uh, okay. I guess I'll watch two and a half men first. Uh, but it, it's just, it's so much. It's too much. Um, it was just great to see someone body themselves. That. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. I had something and I lost it in my head. Uh, we were talking about ad supported stuff and it's just so funny to me too. Cause like right now I'm without a job, I'm broke. Uh, but like, even I am like looking at K manga, which is a service that I could, I guess, conceivably subscribe to quote unquote here mm-hmm. with big air quotes around. Like I am the, basically the target audience in North America, as far as I can tell for that stuff. Oh, 
I have negative interest in this. I, I know what it was. Uh, I got an ad for a service that lets you get a loan to buy groceries. What? It was like, do you want to do a payment plan for your $50 grocery for bill? Grocery. Oh my God. Yeah. It's that, that's that kind of makes me sick. It's gone too far. Like that's like that old Louis CK bit where it's just like, Oh no, we didn't pay the lamp rent. So they're going to take the lamp away. That's called the electric bill. <laughs> <laughs> it's but this is this takes the like isn't it the they say when you're drinking right you're not you're not buying you're renting but like damn man yeah <laughs> i didn't think i'd literally be renting you know yeah yeah you're renting yeah that's like another thing it's like a lot of these manga chapters that you get with like whatever points you're not really buying them to read forever you're just like renting them so you can read them in three days and if you don't read them in three days they're out yeah, you know, like I don't mind that as an option, but right, but they should have a like I pay you money, give me money. Yeah, like it's a simple. You know? I mean, literally everybody wants that. <laughs> give me that option. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. I mean, like uh, it's why Comicsology sucks ass now because it's just like you can't just do that. Yeah, it because because like I'm. I'm a fan of of having an option like that. Like, okay, I could subscribe for $8 a month or whatever, or I really just want to read this chapter of Naruto. I can do that for a dollar. Uh, you know, that, because I've done that with, like, um, I was researching how, how Death Cab for Cutie recorded some of their early records, and I found a pretty lengthy interview uh, with, with Chris Walla, and so I bought that single issue of the magazine for like two bucks instead of subscribing for a year to tape op and getting access to their, you know, archive. Um, yeah, it's, it's a mess. Uh, a good thing that happened with manga though, the Trigon manga is getting reissued. We talked about that, uh, yeah, very recently that it was weird that it was out of print as long as it has been. Well, it seems like someone heard us, and yeah, we'll take yeah. we'll take credit. Maybe for this. It, maybe it was me saying like read the Trigon manga like nine hundred times. Yeah, uh, uh, my only issue is that it's like a yellow? hardcover edition, <laughs> and I'm I'm not a fan of hardcover manga. I think was, see, I love hardcover manga. I love hardcover manga because it sells for a lot of money on eBay, and I <laughs> need that. I sold uh, uh, a manga that I bought for twenty bucks for seventy dollars, <laughs> and uh, that's pretty good. And I know what you're saying. You're part of the people flipping video games. eBay is an auction site. They did that themselves. <laughs> they did that themselves. I sold. Uh, yes, JP did not create eBay. Yeah, folks. no, it's not like. And plus, it's not like JP bought like five hundred copies of Fist of the North Star hardcover. To then like resell them, yeah. That's He's not true. like PlayStation fiving this shit. It's just well, no, I he mean, just happened to I'm, have that. What I'm saying is that people bid that up on their own, right? Uh, you know, I I sold a Dragon Ball Z Blu-ray for almost two hundred dollars. I didn't list it for two hundred dollars. Jesus, I listed it, went to bed, and woke up to it being like over a hundred dollars. Woof. So. <laughs> uh yeah they, the the covers are bright yellow which is an interesting move 
Really? I mean, I didn't well, they're, know they... they're doing it. Uh, they're basing it off of the Berserk. They're just obviously different color scheme because it's not Berserk. Yeah. Oh my god, is it just like a big blank, like Well, yellow? it says art like not final, but the current version that they're using for their marketing is a giant yellow book that says Trigun in blue, I think, and then it has a picture of a gun that's like a slightly darker yellow. I'll still oh buy my. it, but it's ugly as sin. Let me see. Like, where? It literally looks like they are basing it off of how the, like, the, the you know, those deluxe versions of the Berserk card. Oh, no, I, I understand that. I'm just saying I think yeah. the color choice is bad. They could make that. I think it fits. I think it fits Trigun. I, I thought it looked attractive. Um, I'll say Yeah, that. that's fair. I just, it seemed like an odd move considering that red is such an important color in Trigun, but. Right. Whatever. Let's see. Let's uh, see what this. I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, Kyle, you wanted to talk about a film festival. Yes, I just wanted to remind people. Um, so, for the I guess starting in January, uh, the Japan International Film Festival has been doing an online stream from anywhere film festival. Um, all the titles are free, uh, and in, in past years it was you know like you had to be in a certain city, but then during COVID they opened it up for streaming everywhere. And then this year they did it in two parts. So the first part is already over, but they basically the film festival was streaming like six movies uh, from January to March 15th. And then they're doing another six movies from March 15th to I think June 15th. Uh, It might be a little later than June 15th. I think it's June 15th, but um, you know, it's three months and we are in the final month. So, uh, I just hope people take advantage and look at the kind of movies that are on there. I watched the first six. They were, uh, you know, some of them were really fantastic, like some really fantastic documentaries, um, some stuff that was a little more indie. Maybe they, you know, this is their first shot. Uh, but all in all, I think it's so cool that this is available to us from anywhere. Uh, I've already watched out of this new batch. There was a mo- like a documentary, like a, it's kind of like an art piece about a Japanese taiko band. And they had a, like a 50 it's like an hour 30 minute long uh like visual tone concert of sorts like very much choreographed with the camera but these you know like just incredible very talented drummers and i've seen one which it's like a bunch of it's like an indie film about uh a group of kids watching uh like kind of getting into a high school baseball game in the stands and uh, you know just so they're not all, this isn't like blockbuster stuff, but I think if you're into this, uh, you know, like this is, if not, this isn't anime, there's no anime, but it is Japanese culture and cinema. And uh, it's kind of rare for this stuff to ever come over here in any kind of licensed or official way. So oh, that's really cool. Oh, people take yeah. advantage of it. It's again, the last, uh, we're in the last month here. So, so speaking of eBay, I have a bunch of things available for sale right now. I'm not going to read all of them because I have over 50 listings, but some of the highlights, I have the 4K Castle of Cagliostro, uh, the Bad Berserk complete series, Hmm. Giant Robo, Jinro, Killing Bites, all of G Gundam, Megalobox 2, Weathering With You 4K Limited Edition, uh, tons of manga. I think most of the really good stuff has already sold. Like I sold all of gigant and fire punch 
Um, yeah, now it's now it's like the the leftovers. Like, if you want the rascal does not dream manga, which is all it's a, it's pretty good. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I put hunting in another world with my elf wife up. Uh, Fist of the North Star hardcover one and two are on there. And uh, oh, there's some Satoshi Khan manga. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. I pretty much put half of my shelf on eBay uh, because I am broke. Yep. Help, help JP not be destitute. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's a ton left to talk about. There was, I mean, there's a lot of like little stuff we could talk about, but we've already gone for over an hour. Is there right. anything else on your mind, boys? Uh, no, nah, I'd say, I'd say we covered some, some great ground, good ground. Yeah. We're getting back into the swing of it. I think this was a good, you know, uh, we're, get, uh, we're rusty a little after a, an absence and I'm happy with this. Yeah, this is, this is not bad. I, yeah, I mean, like I've, I've watched a little like bits and pieces of things. So I, it's, it's hard to talk about anything else kind of at length. Um, but there's a lot of good anime right now. A lot of good stuff airing. Some of it is tough. If you've read the manga, I found like Dead Mount Death Play and Heav- Heavenly Delusion to be a little, uh, you, you know, kind of the problem with chains, the reverse Chainsaw Man problem. I was like, well, I read the manga. This is not really doing anything special for me. So I'm tuning out. But uh, yeah, this has been the podcast where is my ending song does riverside want to (laughs) work has somebody been breaking into a bank vault during this podcast i don't know uh or maybe somebody's smoke detector needs a battery i I think that might be the case (laughs) uh this has been the gonzo.moe no name anime show I can't promise when the next episode's coming out because I still haven't released the last one we did. But uh, I got a band coming out soon. That should be fun. Uh, It's called Everything is Unfamiliar. We're on Bandcamp. There's nothing on there right now. So it's really just if you have a Bandcamp and you like follow people on there, uh, I guess that's how you would get notifications when we release stuff. We're also on Twitter. Uh, I think it's uh, unfamiliar emo on Twitter and for the band camp it's everything is unfamiliar dot bandcamp.com if you want to give me money you can do that hire me to to mix your short film <laughs> the soundrat.com is my professional website I don't want to be homeless <laughs> uh, I kind of want to write again we haven't written anything for the website in a couple of years. <laughs> I've been thinking about it. Haven't done it, but I've been thinking about it. I'm 15 months sober. That's dope. I still awesome. S- Hell I yeah. smoke a lot of weed, though. <laughs> that doesn't count. Hey. It's called California Sober. <laughs> uh, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Oh, you know, I saw Suzume. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also Fine. saw Suzume. Not, not very good. Really? I really liked it. I Here's the thing. I I liked it, but I Was it the stupid would not thing? call it a good movie. My girlfriend didn't like it at all. 
Wow. Uh, because it is soulless. What? Because of the fucking chair. I knew it as soon as I saw the fucking chair. <laughs> no, I don't think. See, that didn't bother me. It just. So the reason I went to see Susan May, this is a, what do they call it? A stinger in the business. Uh, I just wanted to see a blockbuster anime movie. I wanted to see a big budget like with a great score, great sound design, and great animation movie. I had very minimal expectations for the story, mm. so I did not care that it was like kind of sloppily put together. She did not have that same experience. <laughs> She's like, I don't know if I understood that movie, and the character motivation was all over the place. Like, that is fair. <laughs> there were Madoka Magica references. <laughs> And Kilala's oh, nice. in it. Uh, well, I'm glad I didn't catch theaters. <laughs> no, well, you you liked it. I did. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was really, you know, like touching and shit. Yeah, it was supposed to be about girls that kiss. <laughs> so what? Just remember what they took the, from. I know us. it's a world. We, that's the best. That's the best universe. Was there, that a, we get the one? Was that actual you know, thing? Like Shikai says, originally it was. He legitimately to... wanted this to be a lesbian story, <laughs> but he, that is on like originally. On originally, that chair was supposed to be a girl. Yeah. Well, what was really funny? So the interview was like, so. uh I wanted it to be about girls that liked each other, but not in a gay, like it wasn't a gay thing. It was weird. Yo, he nah. was, he was like, this wasn't supposed to be an LGBT story, but I really wanted it no. to be about girls that were in love with each other. And well, he just meant that he wasn't thinking about yeah. it like, from a end point. He was more just like, Oh, I just wanted it to be about he was them. Just, but then my producers, like people will, People will like it more if it's not about it was, his producer. His producer was like, Makoto, baby, they know you for boy meets girl. That's essentially what it was. <laughs> well, because, you know, like, I, I get where he was coming from. He just, it was possibly a sloppy translation, too. He wasn't specifically trying to tell an LGBT story. He was just tired of telling straight stories. He's like, I've done boy meets girl to death. Okay, I guess she fucks a chair. Can I do that? Thank you. How about uh, so girl meets chair? Because it could. How about girl. girl meets chair? It's very oh weird. man, yeah. But uh, yeah. All right, then I'll talk to you. Why guys later. can't I hear you two anymore? What? Oh God! What did I do? Oh, it no. shows yeah. that you're talking, but I can't hear you. <laughs> Uh, what did I do? Did I? What did you do? Can you hear me? Huh. Nope. Oh boy, what have I done? You just gotta hear this later, won't did you? I somehow right, turn Noel. off the volume. <laughs> uh, what is speaker? Let me. I'm gonna try to change my sound. Testing. Card. Testing. There you go. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. some reason you okay. we could hear you the whole That's time. That's very weird. I didn't change anything. It just muted you two. Mm, I, what weird. what did you guys talk about? 
Yeah, no, we were but just Noel was literally like, "I'm leaving." And yeah, then you were just like, "What? What? I can't hear." <laughs> nice, buddy. All right, well, I'll talk to what. What was beeping? Who was that? Oh, that's a uh, that's something going on in the next room. Are they practicing like their prison breaks, Dave? What is going <laughs> Possibly, on? Possibly, I'm I'm not too sure. It's been aggressive, but in varying yeah. degrees. Yeah, I'm Ho- sorry. Hopefully, there's that. no. Hopefully, you don't get blown up. Yeah, no, I'll I'll be all right. All right. Well, I'll talk to you two later. Thanks for potting. 